It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P., Joe P. Zapia, and today it's week four in college football. We're going to preview all the games for you, and of course, there's nobody to do that with better than the one, the only Scott Bogman right here from In This League. Of course, you can follow him on the Twitter machine, at Bogman Sports. Bogman, it was uh, an interesting week three, uh, a little bit of a close call there for Alabama, the juggernaut, so I will take the L on that one. Oh my goodness, that got a little too close for comfort. And a few other teams maybe we have to learn a little bit more about. But overall, a good week from you yet again. So uh, how was your week three for Look, you, my, my friend? Well, I, I was super annoyed week three. I'll say that. You know, the Texas game wasn't fun. I mean, they did mm-hmm. stomp Rice, but it's not a fun game against Rice. You know, uh, Texas Tech always gives them problems, which, you know, hint, hint, that might be in the leans this week. But uh, <laughs> I was annoyed because I, I was like, oh, five and five, ugh. You know, in my article, I'm like, that's just okay. And the two, the late ones are the ones that killed me. It was BYU beating up ASU. Uh, ASU had 16 penalties to three. That'll lose you every single game straight out. And UCLA, after beating LSU and stomping Hawaii and getting an extra week off to play Fresno State, lost straight up. I didn't understand any of that but after looking at how well everybody else did i went all right you know what i'll take five and five five and five is okay on this weird week so uh we're gonna get back on track in week four and there's a lot of fun games to go through here man all right well let's take a quick look around too what were your thoughts on alabama just kind of eking out that victory against florida <laughs> look uh you know it's kind of one of the realm of possibility things i put in there last week was that look i think bama is they were in midseason form and florida wasn't and and all that stuff but florida would probably just preparing for alabama the first couple weeks right that's probably the only game they're focused on which why they didn't look good in the other games we weren't really paying attention to who was in front of them they're just looking forward to that game and they played them hard and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talent uh in florida and uh bama just wasn't at peak bama so you're gonna get a close game when it comes down to that and bama is just they're not gonna every single year put up some historical number. And I think that's kind of what we were expecting after seeing LSU put up the best offensive team in NCAA history. And then Alabama go right over them, one up them the next season. We thought, okay, well maybe Bama does it again and sets more records. No, it's not going to happen year after year after year. So Bama is still, I think it dropped them from 80 first place votes to 79. Mm -hmm. So that's all it dinged them was one vote in the polls. So they're still the number one team and there's probably still going to go undefeated, but they're a little more vulnerable than they were last year, which was not at all. So, all right. Well, Bogman, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Who is BYU? I don't, I, I wish I could cuss on this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if I know Joe, I have no idea who BYU is because I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that week one was the mirage because I thought week two was the mirage. I, or I thought maybe U of a got better. Maybe BYU got way worse without Zach Wilson and they beat Utah. But once again, I didn't think Utah played well in that game. So like I'm okay losing that game with the logic I used. i still think that my logic made sense. Obviously the result wasn't there. Um, but, and they did a whiteout and all that stuff. The crowd was insane. 
uh, for BYU, and uh, it caused a bunch of penalties or many, many false starts for ASU. And Jaden Daniels just looked rattled in that game. So, uh, you know, you go as far as your quarterback in 90% of football games, you know, and Jaden Daniels did not look right through a couple picks. So BYU might be pretty good. Uh, I'll just say that. Sataki's right. a great coach. That's what we know. What about Miami? Are they any good? Is Michigan State any good? <sighs> um, okay. Michigan State's good. That's what okay. I'll say. Mel Tucker uh, has got those guys playing. And I think someone said that uh, as underdogs, uh, under Mel Tucker, who came in there last year, they've won four games straight up as underdogs. Jim Harbaugh from Michigan has won zero games straight up as underdogs for Michigan. Now, granted, they're underdogs way less than Michigan State is, so you have to give them uh, a little bit of slack on that, but they haven't pulled out an upset victory once under Harbaugh, and Mel Tucker already has four for Michigan State. Run run well and play good defense and have a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over. That's what they're doing right now. And uh, Miami, now we saw Derek King's probably not going to play this week. So they're going to look real bad. They're just not a good team this year, it looks like. Anything else from week three that uh, caught your eye that you think is noteworthy Uh, before we uh, turn the page and look ahead? Not really. I just, uh, you know, I want to bury week three in a... All shallow right. grave let's All go right, well, let's, let's move it. on let's move on let's go we're on to cincinnati let's go That's All right, <laughs> here we go as always we're going to talk about the national games and here the ones that bogman has strong feelings for all the feels as the kids like to say and let's start with lsu that's two and a half point favorites on the road at mississippi state uh and uh, of course 55 and a half is the number so your thoughts on this game here box uh, this one uh just for a full confession I don't like Mike Leach at all. I don't like his all offense, no defense bit. I don't think that's ever going to work. He's been accused of being abusive towards the the players. I don't like that. He made some questionable comments last season, which had a lot of his players transfer. I don't like him and I never will. So with that on the table, I obviously am going to like LSU in this game. Mississippi state looked great against NC state, but bad against Louisiana tech. They uh, it, it, they lost. Um, they had a one point loss to Memphis last week, and it's not like LSU or Arger, or Orgeron. Uh, it's not like I like them, but I'm going to take LSU at this point because um, I think they're going to be able to put points up on Mississippi State because anyone not named NC State apparently can. Uh, and I, I just I think I'm the most confident in the over. I think the over is kind of low here, at 55 and a half. I think this is going to be a classic shootout. Mississippi State's going to score, but LSU can score. Uh, so I think it's going to be a shootout. And um, if it's only two and a half points, I'm going to take LSU. All right, let's move on to the next one here on the board. Texas A&M, uh, seventh ranked is four and a half point favorites against Arkansas, ranked 16th. Uh, now, Texas A&M did look better last week, but then again, that was New Mexico. So I don't know if you can really take too much of the New Mexico contest against A&M. I guess the question is, how good is that Aggies offense? Uh, not very is what I would say, uh, under Calzada. And this one's in Jared world in Dallas. So, uh, this is going to be at, uh, what is it called now? AT&T. I just always call it Jerry. You know, man, I can't keep up with any of the naming of ballparks (laughs) or stadiums anymore. I'm so old. I still call it like, you know, whatever the original one was, whatever it was called first. That's what I call everything now, especially in baseball where they change every year. It feels like I can't keep up. Like it's still Miller Park in my head. Right, right. Right. Troy Aikman (laughs) field in Dallas. 
I think the Razorbacks are going to win this one straight up. And maybe I'm not giving A&M their credit, but like you said, they had one good offensive showing against New Mexico. New Mexico is not a very good team. They're uh, they they're getting a point and a half against UTEP this week. So, uh, which my guy Nick likes, but I that game is terrible. Uh, that will be on no TVs as it should be outside of you know El Paso and New Mexico. But I like the Razorbacks straight up. They, they're eighth in the country in rushing. They're getting 282 yards per game right now, Arkansas is. We saw them dominate Texas with the run game, and I think Texas A&M's defense is way better than Texas. Don't get me wrong there, but I think this is going to turn into a slugfest. And when it comes down to that, I'm going to go with their uh, veteran quarterback, Jefferson, over Calzada, who is starting his third game uh, for the Aggies. So, I think, uh, you know, is a huge nationally televised game for both these teams. I think this one is a game that can absolutely put Arkansas back on the map as far as national contention. So uh, I like the Razorbacks to come away with a win here. The team that plays about 20 minutes from my house, Rutgers Scarlet Knights taking on Michigan. Michigan, obviously ranked 19th. They are favored by 18 and a half. That's a pretty big number. I guess the question is this. Is this going to look more like the game where they push into overtime? last year or more like the 52 to nothing drubbing from 2019. I mean, Shiano certainly has come back and made Rutgers at least more respectable than they were in a few years leading up to that. But where is Rutgers right now? And is this a potential trap a bit when it comes to this Michigan number at 18 and a half? I think, I think it is. And just the overwhelming, uh, you know, bets are on Rutgers right now because this, this number is big. So I think you're going to be able to, uh, I, I think my favorite thing here is the over 52 uh, instead of the 18 and a half, because what I think you're going to have here is a Michigan team that has put up points. You know, they have put up points. They're number one in rushing 350 yards per game uh, is what Michigan is averaging right now. And they played Washington in there, you know, and we all know Washington is not what we expect them to be coming into the season, but they're a team that should not be giving up an absurd amount of rushing yards. And this is just what Michigan is averaging. And they've actually put together, I mean, Blake Corum, you can actually use in college fantasy football at this point, because my argument against why I dislike Michigan on all fronts is because I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. They use too many different offensive players and they never throw the ball and they use 14 different backs. Blake Corum is actually getting the majority of the work for Michigan right now. So I think they roll this one. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, do respect Shiano. I just don't think he's going to be able to do it this quickly. And I don't think this is a weird COVID year where, you know, both teams get to right. practice less and all that stuff. And we go into overtime. Michigan looks sharp right now. I think uh, I think my favorite is the over. But if I'm betting on that spread, I'm going to definitely be taking Michigan and giving the points. Tennessee goes to Florida. Florida ranked 11th right now. They are favoring this game by 18 and a half. The over under is 62 bogs. Is this a letdown game potentially for Florida? Because obviously a very emotional contest last week coming close and maybe arguably should have beaten Alabama. But is there a bit of a letdown here for Florida in this game? And is there money to be made off of it? Well, I'll tell you what, the betting public for sure thinks that it is 90% of money wow. is on Tennessee right now, which is uh, unbelievable to me. So because I look at this line and I go, man, Florida just almost beat Alabama. I thought it was going to be at least 20 points. Well, it opened at 20 and it has since slid to 18 and a half. So what I'm doing is I am waiting until Saturday morning to bet this game. 
at the best line I can, because if more money is going to come in on Tennessee, this could shrink all the way down to, you know, 15, 16 points here. So I'm going to wait and take Florida, but Florida, it's happened to Florida so many times. Uh, Florida was ranked six last year and only beat Tennessee by 12. They've had um, plenty of games where they're the fourth ranked team in the nation like this. Sometimes Tennessee, it seems to me, this is the only important game on their schedule is we want to play Florida hard. They still lose most of the time, but uh, I'm going to wait till the end of the week and I'm going to take Florida because I just think, I think if you're Florida, you, you can't be let down by barely losing to Alabama. You have to be inspired by barely losing to Bama and you have to go out there and thump Tennessee because you know now you have to have big wins on that schedule to make the tournament. So uh, for Florida, I think they're going to go out there and uh, I, I think they're going to rock them. I think it's going to be a, a tough one for Tennessee, but they seem to climb into this one when you least expect them, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> on Florida here. Fourth-ranked Oklahoma is favored by 17 over West Virginia University. The number for this one is 56. Uh, 17 is the spread. Uh, do you think this is a comfortable number here for Oklahoma? No. I don't know how you could be comfortable with Oklahoma. And the betting public is, and I understand that. And look, we saw West Virginia lose to Maryland week one. That's understandable why people are on Oklahoma here, and they're at home. But we saw Oklahoma go toe-to-toe with Tulane, uh, they just barely beat Nebraska last week. You know, at any point, Oklahoma can turn on. They're the more talented team. I don't think there's any arguing about that. But with West Virginia beating Virginia Tech, who looks strong, you know, uh, came out and beat UNC week one and all that stuff. I, I, I know we can't keep doing transitive properties and all that stuff. But I think I'm most confident in the over 56 in this game just because of the way Oklahoma's defense has been playing. Sure, they stopped Nebraska last week, but Illinois stopped Nebraska. You know, so it's not like that is an insurmountable feat to stop Nebraska's offense that has been bad for four years. West Virginia is going to go out there and put points up on the board. I just don't know how, when you see what Oklahoma's defense is playing like right now, you can have any confidence in them. So I like the points for West Virginia. I like the over in this game. I think it's going to go toe-to-toe for a shootout. Austin Kendall quarterback for West Virginia is a transfer from Oklahoma. You know, he wants to go in there and get some revenge. So let's see what WVU has. I'm going to take them in this game. The last time I had to worry about transitive properties, I'm pretty sure I had a trapper keeper. Uh, oh, just so that's right. That yeah, pretty sure. Was it the also, one that uh, Bill Cosby had and came back? No, in time it, from? It, was, it was not the one from South Park that uh, <laughs> that guy had. No, it was definitely not. But uh, trying to remember if it had like a character or something on it. Probably not. Probably by middle school. It's like, no, nah, you can't do the character ones. Those but, always uh, had shapes on them. They had like weird. Yeah, they had like designs or like space and things We're like about that. the same age. Yeah, I think I yeah, might have got yours in a hand me down. So yeah, probably yeah. by the way, that reminds me, there's a bunch of stuff in my house. You got to pick up last oh, okay. game here on the likes, Arizona at Oregon, Oregon ranked third of the nation, Oregon, a massive favorite in this game, 28 and a half points. My goodness. 58 and a half is the number. So that's a whole lot of points. Boggs. Do you feel safe here with Oregon and Arizona? It's not enough points. Uh, Oregon by 50. U of A has only gotten worse <laughs> since that BYU game. They just lost to Northern Arizona. I have a friend that uh, my guy, Chad, who is a huge uh, U of a guy, just a Tucson guy loves it there. Um, uh, he texts me after that game, a new all time low, you know, when you lose to Northern Arizona, it is rough in the streets and FCS school. Uh, I like the over in this game. I think this is, you know, and, and that was what I was most accurate on last week was over unders mm-hmm. opposite of my NFL calls, but, um, Oregon, 
I think is going to get the majority of this 58 and a half. 92% of money is on Oregon right now. So I like Oregon. I like the over in this game. I, I expect this to be like a, you know, 49 to 14 game, something like that. So, uh, you know, at that point, you're winning by 35 and you're hitting the over. I think that's uh, easy money. All right. So those are the likes. Now let's go to the leans. These are the games that Bogman has less strong feelings about, but still, we're not going to let you down. We're still going to talk about them and break them down a little bit, see if we can find some things that we maybe like a little bit. But let's start with Marshall at Appalachian State. This is not the game that I thought we'd be talking about today, Boggs. It's a Thursday game. It's a Thursday game. Appalachian State minus seven. The 60 number is the over under your thoughts on this contest. Yeah, that's we're only talking about it because it's the only game on Thursday. So it is nationally televised. Yeah, but, but still actually it's you, four games, but this is the only national. Still, I don't know how many times Appalachian State we're going to talk about this year, but well, look, we, we just talked about them last week because that's they true, we did. Miami. That's right. We so, did actually. You know, <laughs> uh, they're they're a strong they're, App, App State is usually the strongest G5 team, one of the stronger G5 teams, but I like Marshall plus the points in this one. I'm a little confused on why with so much confidence on the under 83% of people are betting the under right now. This game isn't closer to 50 50 because the line is small. It's just a touchdown. So Marshall hasn't played defense, a defense anywhere close to app state, but they've put up 40 points in every game. I think this is going to be a point for point game. This could come down to the last team with the football. So if it's going to be that close and it's going to be low scoring, um, as you know, the better scene, the betting public seems to think it's going to be, then I just, for me, I think I got to take the team getting the points and I like what Marshall's been doing so far. Now they did lose to ECU last week, which was a terrible game, but they let up three touchdowns in the last seven minutes. So they were comfortably leading most of that game. So I do still think they're the better team. They just choked it at the end. If Superman's weakness is kryptonite, then Bogman's is certainly the gold helmet of Notre Dame. Notre Dame ranked 12th, <laughs> minus six and a half right now, favored against Wisconsin, ranked number 18. This game's going to be played at Soldier Field. So, Boggs, you want to take a shot this week at Notre Dame or just run the other direction? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> so, this one, this one has confused me because okay. I thought the line was moving. I was reading the wrong thing. But for me, I'm going to end up taking the under in this game is what I'm going to do here. I don't want to touch seven and a half. So that's where you're going to go. The under on the 47 and a half. I'll go the under because look, Wisconsin should run, run, run the ball all over right. Notre Dame. Right. And, um, Notre Dame can play offense, uh, but they can play a little defense too. I, I just, I, I ha- haven't been able to get them right. So I'm not going to touch the line, especially with Wisco, uh, giving the six points, um, I, I'm going to take the under in this game. And then after that, I'm going to run away from it. You're right. Fair enough. All right. Boise state, nine and a half point favorites at Utah state. The over under is 69 and a half. Do you have any leans on this one? When I look at this line, it really seems to me like Boise state is going to be a bit underrated, but they are one and two, but the two losses are against UCF and Oklahoma state, which are some tough teams. I think they're the better overall squad, but Blake Anderson has those guys at Utah state playing some really good offense and all like there are two games this week that bother me because my gut tells me one thing, but the betting public heavily tells me the other thing. This is one of them. 90% of money right now on Utah state. So that's why when I feel like, okay, Boise state nine and a half, that seems like a pretty good line. They could win by two touchdowns. And then I see most of the money on Utah state. I go, 
I must be missing something. So that one kind of takes me out of it. I'm going to, I'll, I'll take Boise state, but not with any confidence. I will, I will be putting $0 on that game this week. I'll say All right. That. So we hit Bogman in the, in the gut. Let's hit him in the heart here. Texas tech at Texas, Texas, seven and a half point favorites. The number is 60 and a half here on this one. This is easy. This is, you got to take Texas tech in this game. I mean, <laughs> being a Texas fan to cover or to win outright either. Uh, Whoa, look, uh, wow, look, wow. I think Texas should win. Texas is a more talented team, but we just talked about what happens when Tennessee plays Florida, right? So mm-hmm. when Tennessee plays Florida, they get up to play that game every single year. They are never a better team than Florida, but they will beat them on occasion. And they will beat the spread almost every time because they play them hard. Texas tech, it, Texas is their Super Bowl every single year. It took Texas with Sam Ellinger, their four year starter last year, an onside kick and a blown call in overtime to beat Texas Tech. So they should have lost last season. I think going into this game, I'm more confident with Casey Thompson um, as a quarterback than I was with Hudson Card. I'll say I'm probably more, way, way more into the over 60 and a half in this game mm-hmm. than I am anything else. But I think if I'm if I'm getting points for Texas Tech, that's what I'm going to do. But the talent and everything in my head says go with Texas. They're the better team. But Texas Tech plays them tough every single season, man. It's always a tough game. Remember Michael Crabtree? That right. was Texas Tech, you know. So I remember where I was. I remember where I was when that. Do you remember what was on your trapper touchdown. keeper though? That's the question. Well, I didn't have a trapper keeper, Joe. I had a five star. Oh so, well, you know, with the not zipper. All of us. Not all of us grew up in the fancy neighborhood in Arizona. Right. Some of us were slumming it with trapper keepers. That's right. Last- no, no Velcro for me. I had a zipper, son. <laughs> all right. With you my know, the five worst thing star. is when the when you'd pull the Velcro thing and, and the piece that was supposed <laughs> to be attached to the other part came off with it. And then you're like, well, this is now it's not going to work ever. And then it never closed again. You try you to know that it, it doesn't I know work. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was that's that's real first world problems right there. <laughs> Last one here. Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa State ranked 14th in the nation, taking on Baylor. The over-under is 47. Iowa State is favored by seven in this game. I'm surprised there's no half either way, but you got a yeah. strong seven there. That's that's the thing that gives me pause there. So your thoughts on Iowa State? Look, this is another one, along with that Boise State one, although this one is way worse for me because I look at this game and I go, I mean, this is Iowa State in a walk, isn't it? But there's something I don't know because the bet the the betting public is on uh, Baylor a little bit more. I think I wrote Iowa State, but I meant Baylor. And they're um, on the under too. Yeah, and they're on the under. Uh, so my gut says Iowa State wins this one in a romp. But uh, everyone I know and trust, everything I look at, uh, and I went through a bunch of them. You know, my guy Nick over at CFP Winning Edge, he's he's taking Baylor too, and I, I'm just I don't understand why. There is a little history here. They went into Ames and played Iowa State real tough last year, and I feel like their Baylor's a better team than they were last year. But uh, I just think that Iowa State has kind of been asleep at the wheel so far this okay. year. And maybe that's what people are thinking. And but I think they're going to wake up to play Baylor. So I think they went in a rump. But everything I look says Baylor. So I'm just going to stay away from this game. All right, there you have it. Make sure you get all of your lines, too, from bettingpros.com. Head over to Betting Pros right now. Of course, check out uh, Bogman's latest work there. And you can also check out all the different lines from all the different houses. That's what Betting Pros is all about. It allows you to go make the best wager you possibly can at the best place to get the best odds that you want. That is the beauty of Betting Pros. 
Uh, anything else here, Boggs, that you got your uh, eye on here for week four before we call it a day? No, I, I'm just I'm excited to uh, see. Well, you can't say these... no and then say something. And well, this is Dan okay. Harris used to do this to me every show. I'd say any final thoughts. You'd say no. And then he would say a final thought. So give All me right. an actual well, final thought. Well, look, I like Springer. Dan. So Dan and I are going to be on the same page here. No, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to a lot of these games. I, I want to see how I, I want to see if my gut is right on some of these games or if the betting public is right. Of course, you know, you always want to see if you're smarter than everybody else. Right. Uh, but I'm really interested to see how Florida bounces back after that loss. They can't play it. You can't be a national title contention with a loss and then a, another loss to Tennessee. So I, I think they should come out and pound Tennessee, but like Texas Tech and Texas, Tennessee gets up to play Florida. So I think I'm most excited to watch that game this week. And Arkansas. Can Arkansas put themselves, they will put themselves on the national map (laughs) if they beat Texas A&M, and I would love to see it. So let's go, Arkansas. I know you would, but I think you're right. That Florida-Tennessee game, that's the one to to keep a close eye on and see if there is that letdown, which is inevitable when you have to get up to play a team like Alabama and then turn it around like that. But uh, alas, that's why they play the game. So we'll be back again next week to do it all again. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, of course, at betting pros NFL and check him out at Bogman sports. That'll do for us. But the story of the game goes on for Scott Bogman. I'm Joey P. We will see you next time kids. (laughs) 